The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. Good morning. Today's reading will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, called The Talents. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey, who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him, and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Sean. Again, and it's good to be with you guys today. Before we dive into the message, we are going to go into a little bit of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we continue the Share Life series, as we continue to encounter you and who you've made us to be, Lord, I pray that you embolden us. I pray that you encourage us. I pray that you send us out uh, with joy and with courage. Lord, that we could be uh, better followers of you and that in being better followers of you, our neighbors, our coworkers, and all that you bring into our life are blessed and are invited into a relationship with you as well. Lord, we say this all in your son's precious name. Amen. So again, this whole Share Life series came from Philippians 4.8. 
where Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, and he says, hey, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, if anything is pure or lovely, admirable, excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so every week, we've been looking at those different words about what it looks like for us as Christians, not just to think about things that are true or think about things that are pure, but to actually share things that are good, that are of God. And today we're going to be talking about what is admirable. And one of the chief uh, ideas of admirable in the Old Testament and in today's world is to be a good steward of what has been given to us. And that is what the parable of the talents, or as it's more modernly translated, the parable of the ten bags of gold, is talking about. But before we get into there, we got to do a little bit of backtracking and talk about the difference between stewardship and ownership. Stewardship means me thinking, what is this going to do for someone else, for someone else's thing? As opposed to ownership, which looks and says, no, 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 caring primarily about me and mine, right? So if I own it, that's ownership, and so I'm caring about my stuff. As opposed to stewardship, which is me saying, no, 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 I'm caring about someone else's stuff. Right? And it's that mindset, stewardship versus ownership, that really gets us into the parable of the bags of gold. It's all about who really owns the things that we have. It's kind of a, a sermon that got paired up with yesterday. So if you were at my house, Mr. Miller's Neighborhood, right? we talked about that difference between stewardship and ownership and how in the Psalms, it's really explicit that God owns everything. And in that God owning everything, it really liberates us so we don't have to worry as much about having outcomes for all this stuff that's in our life, all these people that are in our life. And yet God gives them to us as resources that we can be stewards of them, that we can be caretakers of them. And that is what the parable of the bags of gold is all about. How do we be good stewards? How do we be good caretakers? of the influence that God has put in our arena. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But one last thing that I want to talk about before we dive into the parable is the parable is a series of talks Jesus gives about the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is not language that we would use in modern-day America. We don't have kings anymore, right? We don't have kingdoms anymore. We have countries, and we elect our politicians and those who represent us. And yet in Scripture, what we see is, no, the analogy is not an elected politician that we can change out whenever we don't like, but instead God is actually in control of everything. But as I was trying to think through, what's a good modern translation for the kingdom of God? What it's really talking about is the reign of God or what God is up to. And so whenever you're reading Scripture and Jesus references or one of the apostles references the kingdom of God, What they're really saying is, what God is up to is like this, or what God is up to is like that. And in the parable of the bags of gold, that makes it a lot more clear of what our role is in what God is up to when he gives us things to steward or to be caretakers of. So let's dive into that parable with that framework in mind. This is what God is up to among his people, among Jesus' followers, which we at Acts Church Leander are graciously glad to be a part of. So again, and this is Jesus talking, it, and he is referencing the kingdom of God, right? So again, what God is up to is like a man who goes on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag. 
each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. So if you were to look in the Greek, in fact, if you were to look at older translations of the Bible, instead of bags of gold, what you would see is to one he gave five talents, to two he gave two talents, and to one he gave one talent. In Greek, talent was a measurement of money, but that money, much like today's money, has changes in value. But regardless of where it was on the spectrum, it was always a lot of money. In fact, typically, it would be worth X amount of yearly wages. And so if you had one talent, it wasn't like one year's wages of a regular worker, but it was multiple years of wages, right? And so how it would shift on the scale was how many years of wages it was. Was it going to be 10 years of wages, 15 years of wages, whatever that is? You in your own mind can kind of think through, okay, if it's 10 years of what you make this year, 10 years of how much you make this year, that's how much one talent is. It is a huge amount of money that Jesus is referencing, all right? That's actually where we get our word talent from, right? And so if you say you have talent for singing, or you have talent for speaking, or you have talent for woodworking, it is a gift. It is something of value. And so in modern translations, because we don't have the word talent in the same way, typically it just says, hey, it's a bag of gold. It is a significant amount of resources that someone has entrusted to someone else. And when we're thinking about that, this isn't just about finances. It's part of it, but it, it's not the whole story. What God is really getting at here is he has entrusted you, he has entrusted me, with something of immense value and influence. Right? And it doesn't matter if you're the five bags of gold, the two bags of gold, or the one bag of gold. It's a lot of influence. It has a lot of ability to change the world around us. Because God doesn't have bank accounts. He doesn't need bank accounts. He owns everything. God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, with whatever he wants. So for him, it's not about, hey, how do we amass more money? It's no, how do we use what God has given us to see his kingdom expand, to see what God is up to in the world, what he's up to in Jesus, expand out further and further and further? Are more people being loved? Are more people being taken care of? What God is up to is something beautiful. What God is up to is something good. And right now, our world, our country needs something good. Our country, our people, our community, our families. They need something good to hold to and to cling to. And what this parable says is that the master entrusts something of value, of immeasurable influence to each of his servants. The story goes on. The man who had received five bags of gold went off at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So too with the man with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Right? So you really have two ways of handling this influence, these resources that the master gives. Right? Two go and they put it to work. And they say, hey, master, you gave me this stuff. I want to put it to good use. And they end up doubling what they originally had, the resources, the influence for their master's kingdom, for what their master is up to. But the other one says, you know what, no, I don't want to play. I don't want to participate. And so he literally digs a hole, throws those resources in there, and says, when he comes back, I'll, I'll, I'll give them back. 
right? So there's this very different mindset of what has been entrusted to them and what they're going to do in stewarding, in being good caretakers of these resources, of this influence. The parable goes on. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and he settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five, and he said, Master, you have entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. And his master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. This is one of those verses that for me is kind of a life goal verse. That when my life is done, when everything is finished, that I can hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. In fact, I think that those are the words that most faithful followers of Jesus, those of us who claim that he is our Lord, he is our Savior, he is the one that we are trying to emanate, that's what we want to hear when it's all said and done, that when God finishes up, not that we worked our way to heaven, right? No, that is through Christ and Christ alone, but because we had Christ, we are able to gain our Father's pleasure. We are able to use the resources he has given us to impact those around us, because that's what this parable is about, guys. What God is up to is to see his kingdom expand of goodness, of love, of good news, of sending Sundays or sending households that see neighbors in need, that see friends in need. And he says, guys, I have given you resources, not just financially, but influence, ability to actually change a person's day. That's why we've been doing the Share Life campaign every day saying, you know what, we have a God who comes into our life, who shows up and sends us out, and we can actually bring a smile to someone. We can bring care to someone. We can let them know that they are not alone. All of us have immeasurable influence and immeasurable power to leave this world differently. And this parable is about using that and saying, we want to take what you've given us, God. We want to steward it and see it go further out. That's what it looks like for God to be up to something among his people. And that is where we get those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come share in your master's happiness. We have a father, we have a God who says, guys, I want to share everything with you. I want to share all the resources, all the love, all the joy, all the light that he emanates. He goes, guys, I want you to participate in all of that. That is our father's heart. That is his heart for your life as well, that we would be good stewards of everything he gives us. The parable goes on, and I love how then it goes to the man with two bags of gold. He also came and he said, Master, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. And see, I've gained two more. And his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will now put you in charge of many things. Come share in your master's happiness. What I love about this verse is it shows that it doesn't matter how much God has given us. That is not the bar of how much he loves us. The person with five bags of gold doesn't get a bigger attaboy, doesn't get a bigger smile from their father because he was entrusted with more. Instead, God entrusts us with what we can handle in any given moment because he wants good for us and he wants good for the world. 
And so sometimes we can be like, well, I'm not as talented as that singer, or I'm not as good as that preacher, and so obviously God loves me less, and that is not true at all. Our Father is looking down and he's saying, guys, I have placed you specifically where I want you, that your gifts that I have given you will have the greatest amount of impact and influence for the kingdom. And he still wants to say the same phrase of, well done, my good and faithful servant regardless of how many resources he starts us off with. He still wants us to share in that same level of happiness, that same kingdom, that same light, regardless of the level of resources he's given us. And then the story goes on to the final man. And the man who had received one bag of gold came, and he said, Master, I know that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I, I went and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I have not sown seed and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I would return, I at least would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold and give it to the one with ten bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from them. Now throw out that wicked and worthless servant outside in darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, at first glance, this seems like a rather harsh judgment, right? Because it seems like the man's coming at it from the wrong angle, but you could understand. You're like, well, maybe he was just scared. But what you realize is, it's deeper than that. You see, the man looked at the master, the man looked at who was in control of everything, and he said, you know what? I don't like the way you're leading. I don't like the way that you're doing things. And so instead, I'm just going to take my ball and I'm going to go home. I'm not going to participate in what you're up to. And what we see in that is that is a distorted understanding of the world. That puts us at the center where we get to judge who plays and who doesn't play where sin comes in, and all of a sudden it's about the person in the mirror, and it's our choice to say, you know what, yeah, I want to help today, or I don't want to help today. That is sin. That is not what we were designed for. That was not why we were given resources and influence to be able to say, you know what, I I don't really like that person over there. I don't really want to help this community. I don't want to have that hard conversation. I don't want to sacrifice. See, that's sin. And we have a God who says, guys, there is no room, there is no place for that mindset within the kingdom of God. And it's that distorted reality that the last man found himself in. And if I'm going to be honest with you, that's the distorted reality I often find myself in. That I can say, yeah, God, I, I know you've given me this position, but I'm tired today. God, yeah, I know you've given me this position to love my neighbor, but you know what? Sometimes my neighbor is a real jerk. Sometimes my coworkers aren't the best. Sometimes my family doesn't deserve the resources that you've blessed me with, the influence you've blessed me with. And, and so I, and I pull back. And in that moment, we have a God who shows up and he says, that, that's not the way, Josh. And, and he convicts me of that sin. But he doesn't just leave me there. He doesn't say, all right, well, you're done now. Instead, we have a good and gracious God who, once we repent, once we turn, once we confess and say, you know, I'm still working on this, he says, I know. 
and I've still given you resources, and you're still on my team, and I am still sending you out because more than anything else, our Father wants to say to you, our Father wants to say to your family, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and, and, and share in my happiness. And in that, we see both an invitation and an expectation, right? I loved the uh, talking about superheroes earlier. With great power comes great responsibility, right? The, the Spider-Man line. But that's what scripture is all about, is he gives us each immeasurable influence, whether it's through financial resources, whether it's through conversations we can have with neighbors, whether it's just the life that he has put in our breath, that everyone we talk to, we have a moment and opportunity to be God's representative to them. That in our relationship with others, that they would see a God who loves them, a God who cares for them, a God who is up to something in their life and has invited us as his followers, us as his children, to be up to something in the lives of our friends, our co-workers, and our families, and our communities. You see, God has an invitation for you to be a part of something so much bigger than our own little broken world. Our own little broken thinking that we get to judge how the resources are supposed to be handed out. That we get to judge who gets love and who doesn't get love. But instead, we get to follow him day by day that ultimately, when it's all said and done, when we see our father face to face, he says, well done, my good and faithful child. You participated. You were about what I was about. And because of that, we have a God and we have an opportunity and an invitation and an expectation to be about his kingdom. Would you all pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you uh, in confession. We come before you uh, often like that man with uh, the one bag of gold with a misunderstood, distorted view of who you are. Lord, may you let that distortion affect how we love those you have brought into our lives. Lord God, I pray that you uh, convict us where we need to be convicted, but Lord, that in confidence we, become, we come before you knowing that we are forgiven, that we are loved, and that we are again entrusted with your resources, with your influence, that we could bring about good things in the lives of our families, our neighbors, fellow students, fellow co-workers, and beyond. Lord God, we say this all in your son's precious name, amen. We're going to go now into a time of prayers at the church. This is an opportunity where if there's anyone struggling in your life, in your community, in your school, wherever, that we literally will be praying for those prayer requests in real time. We'll have an elder on duty who will be praying. Uh, but then beyond that, we have a prayer team that every week we gather all the prayer requests together and then we individually pick them up. And we make sure that all of them are prayed for. And we as a church want to be praying not just for our own people, but the people in our communities and our world. And so we're going to go through a responsive prayer where I will uh, pray petitions over sections of things like health and uh, division in our country. And I'll finish each of those with Father in your mercy. And then together we will say, hear our prayers. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.